a soccer pod. I'm just going to say soccer this time because I... Every pod I've started the last two weeks that we've done, I've tried to say round ball football because I like to call it football, and for the rest of the pod I will. But, yeah. Um, and then I've completely fucked up what I'm saying. <laughs> One week I said scorchgasmic. Last week I completely forgot how to construct a sentence. Yeah. And so we'll just call it. We'll just <laughs> yeah, say last this week is, was bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I was about four or five beers deep at that point. I was um, rolling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This. Yeah, we got got a, we got the soccer pod. Um, We've got, we've got a bit of fun one today. Uh, Shay brought this idea up and I was very excited for it because one, <laughs> one thing I do love about um, about football and sports at the moment and just modern sports is kit culture, jersey culture, whatever you want to call it. Um, I collect a lot. I've got, I think I've worked out me, between me and Andrea, I've got about 50 or 60 Liverpool kits in our closet. Um, so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then I've got on top of the other different teams and international ones it's getting close to 100 kits now just in in soccer alone so it's it's stupid but it's pretty impressive yeah Yeah. my my home and contents insurance legitimately has five grand in it that is if house (laughs) house burns down i've got five grand of my insurance is actually to rebuy jerseys because some of them are from 20 years old that's just smart that's just smart uh business yeah (laughs) i've got photos (laughs) of them so if you know if, if, if anything ever happened my insurance would cover rebuying all my jerseys that I want so anyway uh so our plan today is we're going to do some review chat about the Premier League kits this season um every Premier League kit that we can think of you know we can pick third second uh first uh, home kits uh keeper kits whatever whatever ones catch our eye we're gonna we've made lists of our three worst and our five best with some honourable and dishonourable mentions, so <laughs> we'll crack into that in a second. But as we did in the last pod, we got we're going to try and start actually plugging in the things we do. And I figured I'd throw this at the top as well for <laughs> this one. Um, so yeah, you've got you've got your thing going now for school. Uh yeah, a uh, website called Three Points Clear. Um, I, it is an assignment for school, but I'll hopefully be able to keep it going after this class. Um, I'm definitely going to try to load it with content. I have a post up there right now about the iron front suspensions in the MLS. I don't know if we'll get to that on this podcast. Maybe we will, but yeah, we'll um, roll it in at the end. Yeah. There's a link to um, our first podcast on the iron front, as well as, I don't know if it's really my thoughts. Uh, it's just more of a kind of wrap up of what's going on in the MLS with the iron front right now. So, and we'll get to that later. Yeah. But, um, and I will put our soccer footy pods on, uh, on that website as well as, well as um, start my own podcast, which, I assume David will be on uh, yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, very excited for it. Yeah, I love, I love just doing. It'll pod. be more MLS based, and we'll, we're going to try to tackle um, much like there. W- there will be a lot of overlap with this podcast and that one. So yeah, yeah, and and yeah, certainly once once the school project's over, and I'm keeping it going. I'll, I'm very excited to help out in any way I can. And obviously, I love doing this stuff with you. So it's just good fun to just fucking. I mean, I've always said that it's just fun to chat sports. Anyway, it gives us an excuse to kind of do that but it is it is just fun doing the podcasting and and getting into the sports world in that in that way and actually talking about it and getting some content out there so yeah definitely good, good fun stuff um yeah i've just got the sportsgasmic.com website up as well which has actually been up there for a while i've just haven't been at it had time to do much but i'm starting to work on some things and doing some travel stuff like trying to talk about like because obviously my life i've done a fair bit of different sports travel and I actually find it interesting to talk about just the whole experience going from get, getting to games uh, when you go into a place that you yeah. don't, you don't live and stuff like that getting to the games finding just random bars the the culture you get into the random people you get to speak to 
Um, so I'm doing one on the Boston trip we did a couple of years ago. I've got Chicago. I've got one that I want to do about Chicago because we did a um, three-day weekend there once where we, we caught White Sox, Cubs, and Bears yeah. all in three days. Yeah, um, that's and then, how it's yeah, done. And then yeah, we'll, have, we'll have everything from Dortmund to PSV Eindhoven to Liverpool and mm-hmm. Oregon, whatever. Like I've got a lot of <laughs> a lot of yeah. a lot of history and memories that I've got pretty good um, recollection of. So I'm going to just start working on that, and then as well as game stuff as well and whatever else. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. When I'll post it whenever it happens. And yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll cross cr- promote um, over both sites and. The sites will end up blending together after a while. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. I'll I do. Need, like... I do need to do that. I'll, if you're happy for me to do it, I'll put a. I'll put an actual link, uh, a link on my site to yours. Or our, yeah, I call it our site anyway because we. All, it's just a, yeah. it's a team effort. So, yeah, I'll do that. Um, probably tomorrow when I'm hungover and working on it. I'm, I haven't <laughs> actually had a beer yet. I've got one down here to, to have. Yeah, I'm surprised. I've got. I do have one. I do have one in the barrel to have. This, on this kid pod, talk is serious business. So, yeah, you no. know, it's best to keep a sober mind about you. <laughs> even though, like, this would be easily be, and I think that's what this podcast was originally started to be is like something we would be talking about at the bar, like yeah. when it's like about closing time. You know, about <laughs> half to all the way in the bag, uh, <laughs> and like. <laughs> You yeah. know, unfortunately, recently we've had to cover some stuff that uh, is a bit heavier with um, the MLS uh, or MLS's stance on what's going on with the Iron Front and stuff mm-hmm. like that, as well as racism. But hopefully, this will be a little bit more fun for you guys, which is what we always wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we try to we try to balance everything we can with the the serious issues that we find, such as a long talk and racism last week. But this is this is something that we just were excited to do, and I, I think we've both texted back and forth this week. That been super something that's been exciting to think about and just even i was just having a look at kits online earlier and it's just yeah first of all it makes me want to buy just a shitload of kits that i don't actually i know right (laughs) like even teams i hate like yeah like i was looking well i don't i don't hate arsenal but i was looking at your kits and i was just like fuck this yeah don't say any kits yet but (laughs) (laughs) i also kind of like got this idea from um i just give a shout out to my favorite uh podcast all fantasy everything they uh do a weekly draft of Non-sports-related things. I mean, they do do some sports-related things, but they'll draft, like, best power ballads or, you know, in, like, five picks a week or, like, you know, things to do when you're drunk. Like, five best things to do when you're drunk. they do Disney songs recently with Katie Nolan? They did with Katie Nolan, yeah. yeah. And that was one that I didn't really get because I'm not, like... Yeah, no, you have to be a Huge Disney guy. Like, I would have picked, like, straight from Lion King and Aladdin, which... Those got picked, but I probably would also would have done some Great Mouse Detective, which I stand by being <laughs> the uh, best Disney movie of all time. But uh, well, I would I would have probably just picked the the Mighty Ducks theme music. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, this was a um a lot of fun to do. Um. Obviously, yeah. there was a lot to work with, and there were a lot. Like I kind of had a hard time finding kids I didn't like. I liked so many. I of them, did, yeah. Like ones that I actually really hate. It's it's hard. Even like my number one on the hate ones, I don't like them that much. But they're not horrible. It's just I don't yeah. like them, and I think there's some things wrong. But we're gonna start on the bad ones because I think it's just more fun to we'll have more fun doing the ones we like. Yeah, to, it's yeah. better to get to heaven by going through hell. <laughs> so like, <laughs> that's. Dante created that in the Divine Con- Comedy. <laughs> like that's just a fact. So, <laughs> um, 
have so we'll start with the dishonorable mentions, which is so we're gonna have a we're gonna count down from three to one of our what our worst start. Oh yeah, you want to go the opposite way? Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so okay. yeah, yeah, I assume it's better to go that way because then we keep the you know the big key people guessing True. as it's to like what what our worst our worst ones are. Um, I'll I'll start with my dishonorable mentions, then let you do yours, then you can do your three pick first, and then we'll snake draft it. Oh yeah, top. yeah, go back yeah. and forth. Yeah. Sounds good. So my dishonorable mentions. Uh, this is gonna, one of them is not going to be any surprise to anyone, but this there's a reason for it. Manchester United's home kit isn't bad. I have that in my dishonorable mention. Oh, beautiful! I have two, and it's one of them. Um, I don't hate the kit itself. Is actually quite nice. The badge is good. Um, the kit it doesn't look too yeah. bad. What I'm really and I'm it's just it's just kind of Schadenfreude to give him shit about this, but they've got the detailing on there with the 90 plus three, the goals, the important goals they scored in their treble season. They're celebrating 20 years since one of the great trebles. So objectively, I understand it. And, you know, Liverpool do, do they've got a Paisley inside on their Mm -hmm. kit this year. So everyone celebrates. It's just, it is a very specific celebration of certain things that happened that, you know, it's very specific to that year, celebrating Champions League goals in a year that they're not in it. And then <laughs> real flux. It's um, yeah. I just I find that kind of detailing is really I I didn't understand. I just don't understand having that specific detailing. I'm sure it's great for the fans, but uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit. Uh, I just I just like from an aesthetic standpoint, I think they're hard to read on TV. Um, yeah. and the purple's okay, but like the numbers are just really hard to see. Um, like they don't have an outline. I don't think so. It's just like that light blue with the white just kind of like it's kind of hard to see when if you're not in front of like a humongous screen so i thought they could have done better are you talking about city or united i'm talking about city so so (laughs) i'm an idiot (laughs) sorry i was talking about united's but um so yep so yep (laughs) i yeah okay um let me look up their third kit real quick well this is united's home i'm talking about but um, oh home okay yeah i have okay um, yeah, and you we'll might to, you, you might have yours. At, yeah, yeah, it's it, I I don't hate the kit itself. Like there is like, my other dishonorable mention is, is again it's a kit that I actually think is quite nice apart from just detailing that. But yeah, the United Home kit I just wanted to just talk shit about that basically. So that's why it's in my dishonorable mentions. Don't hate it. Okay, so I have City, but okay, yeah, yeah fair um, enough. My other dishonorable mention was Wolverhampton Wanderers, which actually was one of my favorite kits last year. Um, just their home or. Um, they're overall, uh, their home, home in particular, their third's actually, uh, second is fine. Though they've got like horror diagonal pinstripes, which yeah. I think is a bit jarring to me. Um, mm-hmm. But their home, like, and it's actually to do with the sponsor, and I think sponsors are actually a big part of the aesthetics of kits. Yeah. And Wolves this year have really, they've got it's a betting company, and it's it's really yeah, it's a busy sponsor and. Andrea loved. Andrea's got a lot of love for the Wolves because Raúl Jiménez, a uh, Mexican international, has yeah. played brilliantly, brilliantly there, and and she wanted one of the kits last year, and they sold out by the time she thought about actually getting one. And then this year, she just doesn't. She's like that sponsor is terrible. It's just it, it doesn't flow with the kit, and I was disappointed in that because Wolves otherwise they've just got they've got a great badge. Really, they have know. a great badge. I don't love their tone of orange that much. That's yeah. where they usually lose me. But yeah. it's like kind of orangish yellow. Like if they were more like Oregon State Beavers, like with that orange, I'd that like deep, it. Or the deep, like, uh, like Halloween colors, like yeah, black and orange, yeah, like yeah. what you think of. Like the wool, yeah. I mean, great badge, but uh, yeah. Um, 
So I was disappointed in their kit. Don't hate it, but um, yeah, the other sponsor bothered me. So your dishonorable mentions. Um. Okay. I'm gonna start with one that might surprise people, but it has angered me quite a bit as the uh, Arsenal third, um, which we did wear against Liverpool mm. recently. Um, it's just really lazy and really boring. Um, navy blue with yellow trim, obviously traditional Arsenal colors, but uh, just really lackluster attempt at whatever they were trying to do. I know they say they have a fourth kit coming, so that better. But I can't stand it. I hope we never wear it. <laughs> um, and then other than that, I had Chelsea's third. Um, the collar is just really wompy on it. Um, the colors aren't terrible. It's kind of that black and orange. That, mm-hmm. uh, But just the collar, like it goes, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> the collar like goes down past where the shirt it goes down Stop. like an inch past where the neckline, yeah. the neckline and is. And it just yeah. looks stupid. It almost looks like a kimono, which kimonos are dope, but like <laughs> don't need like don't need them on the soccer pitch. So, um, moving to my third pick, um, is close to one year pick, uh, one year honorable honorable mentions, uh, which is United's away, which is just a kind of like a flat gold kit mm-hmm. with like uh, gold with black and like with the Chevy. Um, sponsor it's just too much gold and it just doesn't you know i like my gold to be shiny obviously another damn fan um all my life i like it to really pop on tv and this one just kind of feels flat so yeah that's my take on honestly all of my um all of my negative ones are big the big clubs i felt that <laughs> attacking smaller clubs and the big clubs can get away with more i feel like so and yeah. when they try and miss they definitely miss hard so yeah it's moving funny. to your uh, third pick yeah or go uh, ahead I'll, I'll just yeah just touch it yeah I, i'm not a, i don't have them in in my bat at all but i don't i'm not a big fan of that away kit either it's just it does roll it does roll together that the chevy logo on the colors and yeah it's, uh, it's just chevy yeah. logo is terrible it's a little bit like you, you, brown anything brownish gold you've got to really do right and uh mm. um yeah, if you don't get it right, it just looks boring and bland. It's not terrible. It's just it's just not fun either. And I I wouldn't wouldn't be one to be crazy on buying if Liverpool had it. Um, and gold's reserved for winners. Usually, like you know, like they make the EPL gold kits. You know, like that have the gold numbers on them and stuff. So for United to use gold seemed a bit presumptuous. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my number three in my bad kits is uh, the Man City home. Think okay. About. Yeah, I just I talked about them in the honorable mention. Yeah, yeah they're they're not. <laughs> I misunderstood, and yeah, I think they're extremely hard to read. Yeah, like, and so the the purple is purple is odd as far as their t- their um the this uh, Puma logo on their sky mm-hmm. blue kit. Um, just the the trimming on it, the touches, the purple. It just doesn't seem right to have purple on your home. Like purple is a color that you'd you'd throw into your away kit somehow, and they have mm-hmm. they have in the past. Um, it just seemed like the home kit you've got to go with your traditional color, and then uh, something that doesn't it's it's like it's doing another shade of i, I don't understand why and all, all the city's kits are actually not that great this year um a bad start yeah them. they might be coming up uh pretty soon again here yeah but uh <laughs> <laughs> um i um, just think it was disappointing like, moving away from the epl numbers like the traditional epl numbers like they kind of have like more of a modern font on yeah. their ep on their numbers and it's like the epl numbers are perfect i think mm-hmm. like and the fact that almost every team uses them is cool, I think. So to move away from them and like try to set yourself apart and especially miss on it, I thought was bad. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, not a big fan of it. So, uh, so go, moving to my number two, uh, I've got Everton home kit on there. Um, <laughs> I know people are gonna people are gonna say I'm being uh, biased because I, but it's genuinely I think Everton have had some great kits in the past. Um, because they've got Umbro as a sponsor. They had Nike for a couple of years and then went back to Umbro. Great colors, obviously, um, yeah, like traditionally great colors. So my but. issue with the home kit this year is actually, and I think they've had, as, again, I'm saying, I think they've had some great ones in past years. Their home kit this year, I don't know if you've got it there to look at. It looks... It's busy. It, <laughs> and it looks like a bit like a training top. Like it doesn't have much... It does. So it it's really got, does. It's got the, um, it's got those weird triangle things in the top half, like the t- top half of the torso. Too bu- it's, it's too busy. It's busy up there, yeah. but they've got the badge and the Umbro logo, which is just going to be the same every year. But then it's got that busyness. But then the the collar's the same color, so it looks kind of training. Mm-hmm. So there's no e- extra extra features on it apart from that ra- random busy triangle design that's weird at the top there. So it just looks it looks like what I expect a training top to do, and and it's just not good for a, a team that does often have a nice traditional kit um mm-hmm. all by society don't they never look you know you know it's ever yeah i thought about putting them on my list but um you know they they took a swing off of like you know they usually go with that traditional like just straight blue top and white shorts but uh they took a swing for it and didn't didn't hit <laughs> but at least they're trying something <laughs> yeah well they, they can't do much on the pitch so yeah they might as well exactly um yeah so that was i just yeah a bit disappointed in that um obviously i don't get don't have their arrival for me but yeah you just everton often do having just a nice decent traditional kit and it's a bit disappointing to see him a weird move yeah it was weird yeah um moving to my second pick similar bias um spurs away and third kits they yeah. take the spot they're both just <laughs> great they're awful they're terrible like light blue and dark blue rarely go together well mm-hmm. and Tottenham's really pushing it on both of these kits that <laughs> and trying to make it work and it just it looks busy and like i think they've had bad kits for a couple of years now um i hated the uh and united had this last year too like where the kit kind of goes blends into the shorts as it yeah. goes down yep. and it just looks like you're wearing like a singlet almost mm-hmm. um spurs has kept that up this season um so <laughs> yeah not uh not my favorite look so um and i'll get past them real quick because i don't really want to waste time on them <laughs> <laughs> so i'll go to my the worst kit in the epl this season so far i i assume teams are going to release kits throughout the season because that's kind of what it's become now but my worst kit is uh man city sherbert third kit yeah <laughs> it looks like um i mean barcelona had something almost and that also takes away from the creativity is barcelona had something almost exactly like this um a couple seasons ago but mm. it's just a bunch of neon colors thrown up on a kit and it's just it's just something i don't i've never been into the neon personally so yeah, and it kind of it does the same thing, or it fades into another color down the bottom, and mm-hmm. yeah. and it's pink and bright yellow or yeah. green, whichever one it is. But yeah, yeah, I don't mind Pete teams doing neon as a third kit because it's sometimes just what you do to have an alternate kit if you need to. Obviously, alternate kits the original idea behind them, besides selling a million of them as teams want to do <laughs> now, is to actually have an alternate if you need to to solve clashes. So a neon kit always does that for you. Yeah. Um, but and there's obviously just like a grab at like the young kids. Young kids are into neon. Yeah. and Gen Z's into neon. So it was yeah. clearly like just trying to market towards that. So 
But if you're gonna do swing neon, and a miss for City on almost all of their kits this season. Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna, I think if you're gonna do neon, just do a straight neon. Like Liverpool, mm-hmm. Liverpool had neon yellow a couple of years ago. I didn't like it, but I understood the neon. Yeah. Like it's a clash kit for me. So, but it was just straight, straight yellow with their with their stripe, whatever striping they needed. And and I definitely didn't like their orange ones. <laughs> like <laughs> it's funny that one. But, beca- that one became a cult hit because we won some big matches in it. And um, yeah, and then we bought Virgil, and a lot of people bought it for the uh, Vir- you know, the Dutch Dutch thing. Dutch, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that was a cult hero kit, that one. It was not popular at the start, like on my forums and all that. And then once they started winning in it, suddenly it became yeah. popular. And that's, you know, maybe maybe City will win a bunch of games in that one and it would become maybe. A, a cult favorite. I, don't, I think the only way City, like, it is considered a successful season is if they win the Champions League because they've had so much success in every other competition. Yeah, and that's, so what that's what they've spent all this Maybe they'll for. win in the Sherberts. I don't know. I doubt <laughs> it, though. They're pretty ugly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they'll, so, win, they'll win plenty of games anyway because they're just City, so it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, my number one, Southampton. <laughs> you <laughs> said you weren't going to go to the small teams. I'm just like, yeah, no, nah, I'm going to go straight for it. Okay. Don't like Under Armour as a jersey sponsor in, in general. Uh, just never, never liked quite what they've done. Uh, their kits this year are really... So, Southampton have always been the traditional, like, the, stri- the you know, horizontal... Uh, Horizontal, vertical, yeah. vertical striping. They've got this weird black thing, uh, uh, so the, like <laughs> a black band across the top. Then, like in, yeah. the, in the top half of the torso, but then it's a normal striping down the rest of it. And they're all their mm-hmm. kit. I, I've I've picked the home kit as a, in particular because that's the one they wear the most. But all their kits have the same, yeah, uh, design, so to speak. So they'll have some random color and then the rest of it down the bottom. And it's just too busy for me. Um, yeah, those are ways are. T- too. Yeah, <laughs> I think I actually I did write bad Southampton kits all, so I'd, uh, well I wasn't actually picking out uh, the home ones in my mind, but I do remember looking at the other ones briefly. And the button, the button at the top, the solo that, button, that doesn't make too much sense. That was it? the kicker it's for it. It's just what do you? It's like the, it was like those five guys in the room with all their diff, their ideas. One guy was like, someone was just like, we should have some black on there, and the other guy was like, well, you don't know our kits at all, do you? But then they just decided to do it anyway, so they just all threw it into a pot and made it and. It's just too busy for a team. It's just it does have good traditional kits usually. Um, it just it was too much for me, and I just mm. don't like it. And glad we've already gone there and got a win. So <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, from afar it looks okay, like like the black with like up top. But like when you really break it down, it just looks yeah. not good. And the button, the but the collar is just buttons. I don't know what Under Armour's going for on that, but, but buttons are always a bold move, and you've got to do it right if you're going to do it. Yeah, I either like no collar or a traditional collar. Honestly, yeah. like Arsenal has messed around with a bunch of uh, collars lately, um, and it it's annoying. You know. Yeah. You yeah. want you want a traditional collar or none? So, um, Under Armour is obviously going to try to make a name for itself doing different things. Um, I know Puma did with Arsenal for a while, so yeah, it's just nice to be back with Adidas where they make like a proper proper collar. <laughs> a proper kit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's yeah let's uh so we didn't really clash on anything since um. No, I mean you had Man City in, as your number. I oh, had the Sherbets as your number one. I had the yeah. The Holmes is my three, but you know every time like Everton's uh you know Everton was just one that it was just a weird. There's actually one of the kits that I looked at and I was I was disappointed it was Everton because everyone will say it's biased, but I was actually genuinely disappointed in that kit as just far as it's um it seems like they've Umbro. 
start cheaping out on some kits, I think. They do a really good... Yeah. So I, I went to... Just to finish off the bad kits one. I went to Eindhoven last year with the wife and seeing some football <laughs> games. So we bought an Eindhoven kit when we were there. Um, mm. their, their Umbro kits were, um, were really nice. Stitched badge, stitched everything. Um, a nice kit from Eindhoven. But then I bought a Huddersfield one earlier in the year. Um, I've got some friend allegiances to Huddersfield as well. It was going to mm. the game there last year. And their their badges were all just printed on like plastic. Yeah, and stuff. so it was like Umbro. They they seemed I don't know why they do different things with different teams, but because uh, they've had some nice kits this year as well. Like um, there will be one of my honourable mentions in the good good kits that we come to that is an Umbro kit as well. So yeah, they just yeah, it's kind of like they, they probably know, just most they don't have the money to invest. Yeah. Like, but Everton, Somebody's I would think, other... is one of their bigger teams, so it's an odd one to... Yeah. So I think they did try to do something, but it just hasn't worked for me. And, you know, there's probably plenty of Everton fans that like it as well. So it is purely purely my opinion on it. We're not we're not trying to tell you which kits are good and bad. We're just telling you what we think. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm not sure, like, 30-year-old, like, sports addicts are exactly who they're gearing these jerseys towards. It might be, like, the younger generation, in my guess, would be. But uh... Yeah, we're, we're, we're already the angry man on the lawns, and these kits are just not like my day. Yeah, but yeah, but so speaking of good kids, yeah, we've got plenty we love. Move so. on to your honorable mention for, and we did five for these. Yeah, as, and I've got, uh, I do have a few honorable mentions. So I do as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll let I you. Mean, I'll, let, I'll, I'll, let you I'll let you start on the honorable mentions okay. on this one because I started um, I did mine last time. I have two um, honorable mentions for um, the best kits in the EPL, and I actually started with Norwich away. Um, I almost put their homes on my um, dishonorable mention list because they usually have great kits. I think they really missed it. <laughs> they that, really missed was it. Was that because of their uh, the fade the fade into the shorts thing? Yeah, as well? yeah they like I, fade to green on them, whereas they usually have this really bright yellow top and really bright green yellow shorts. And they kind of went with more of a forest green this year. Yeah, I just really didn't like it. But the their ways look like Chinese New Year almost. They have like these weird graphics on them. They're really bright red. And so when I think of Norwich, I just looked it up, and I'm I'm like actually a fan. <laughs> I could see myself wearing one. They just, yeah, they just pop, and I like. I've woken up so many mornings, and like Norwich brightens my mornings with their like extremely bright yellow kit. So for them to use red this season in that way, yeah. And then my second um, honorable mention would be Watford's home. Just yellow and black will always stand out to me. Um, they didn't do enough to differentiate from what they usually have this year or year to year, but yeah, yellow and black is a great color combo, and they have a great logo. So. Yeah, their sponsor actually is what kept them off my list this year because I always think they're just a good traditional kit, but I didn't like their sponsor. So, yeah, that kept that kept them off any of my list this year. But yeah, that that Norwich one, um, and again, going sponsors are a big thing for me because that's the aesthetic of the kit. Uh, the uh, Norwich one, Darpa Bet, or however you say it. It's mm-hmm. very, it very clean. The logo isn't too busy, and then it's just it's just the the sponsor logo, and then just the writing under it. So, yeah, it's very clean. It, very clean. It kind of reminds me of uh, like some '90s kits, but like in a good way. <laughs> like it reminds me of some of those early baggies, like 1994 kits. Yeah, that, not like some of the yeah. uh, Liverpool goalkeeper ones in the mid '90s. Yeah. <laughs> And like this was a good use of graphics on them. I usually don't like graphics that much. You're talking about the sh- you're talking about the shoulders on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not it's it's something a little bit different, but it's not actually it doesn't take it you don't actually it doesn't draw your attention to it, it's just an accent on the kit that just finishes yeah. it out nicely. So 
Yeah, no, I, I hadn't actually looked at that one. That's one that I missed when I was looking up kits. I don't know why, but because I tried to look at everyone's home aways and thirds if if applicable. But yeah, I missed that one. So that's yeah, I like it. And it's still they've got a nice traditional badge too. So it's just a good yeah. And the green, yellow, red always goes together. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, they make it work there quite well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got five honorable mentions. <laughs> yes, let's go. Yeah, I was like, I, there's a lot of nice kits around, and um, so West Ham home. I uh, I like I like that's the, on. Okay, so that's on. I have. It's not on my list. I thought it was for a second, but yeah. I do have a West Ham kit on my list. But yeah. we'll get there. Um, they're home. Like they went a little bit different with the blue. Again, it's, it's like Southampton's. I didn't like the torso thing they did with a different color. Mm -hmm. West Ham's is nice because it's a little bit more tradition. It's still one of their traditional colors. Yeah. Um, so I liked what they did there, and it's just otherwise it's pretty clean. Um, West Ham have a nice clean badge, I find. So every oh, it's every, great. Every, yeah. I'm, I'm often a fan of West Ham's home kits. So I think they did. They the do the uh, maroon and light blue best yeah. of all the teams that do it. I think. Yeah, there's so. one better this year, I think, which will come up. But okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so West Ham's home. Uh, Liverpool's home is in my honourable mentions because I think it's just New Balance have done a great job of our homes the last three years since they've gone to the the blood red they've discovered the fans have liked mm. it and they've stuck yeah. to it so might be their uh, last year with new balance depending on what kit deal comes through possibly nike so they've finished off pretty well and um considering mm. i was thinking what's this fucking dad's shoe company coming into yeah. our kits they've done a done a reasonable yeah. job so uh one that might surprise you um and you feel free to interject with any opinion and 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 sure yeah i mean like liverpool's that. home kits have been i mean since they've gone to that really bright red i think like before that they were kind of turning to a darker red and it took away from like bright red looks so good on a pitch it blends really well with the green so yeah. um chelsea's home is divided opinion this year i've gone back and forth on it a little bit but i've i looked at it again today and i was like it's busy and it's not it's uh non-traditional but for some reason it's one that if i was a chelsea fan i think i would enjoy because it's just it's the stanford they've got the stanford bridge graphic in there and I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm Mainly, I tried like, to be as objective as possible when I was looking at these, and I was like, "Yeah." I I at one point was almost going to put it in my dishonorable mentions bag kids, but I looked at it again. I was like, "No, it's one that I think if I was a Chelsea fan, I would enjoy." I tried to put myself yeah. in their shoes, which again, I'd probably shoot myself first. But um, <laughs> I just can't tell what it is when I'm yeah. looking at it. It looks like it's either like the player got wet, or it's like crocodile skin, <laughs> and like. Yeah, I, I, looking at the it on, the, on the field, it's actually not as nice. So that's probably it's looking at like their professional Photoshop mm. graphics when you're looking close up to it is when I actually probably threw it back in my honorable mention. So it's it's a bounce back and forth one for me. That's why I just threw it in there, at least to bring it into the discussion because it's what we're talking mm -hmm. about as well. And like Chelsea almost always has great home kits, like with a solid blue. And yeah. so that's why I don't like it as much. Like I think like they took away from something that's usually really good. Yeah. But I think it's, it preference. also reminded me of um, Barcelona did a third kit last year, which I really enjoyed. It was like a salmon pink one, and they had like the a top down graphic of the uh, I can't remember, I literally walked down the street before of the street <laughs> near a uh, street near the stadium and stuff like that. And it was just reminded me of that kind of thing that they were doing, and I really enjoyed that Barcelona kit as well. So I just thought that was it's just cool to see Nike. A lot of people say that Nike do just you know copy and paste kits for their teams but i actually think they do do a bit of work into the graphics of uh, certain ones at least anyway so no I just, yeah i'm just not a big graphic guy but yeah. that's me yeah <laughs> i it's i can give it love it or hate it um yeah at least 
deserving of a mention somewhere. I thought it just just oh, crept, sure. just crept into the good rather than the bad. Uh, last two, Leicester City's home kit. Just think it's a nice classic. Standard blue. Yeah. yeah. Um, their sponsor's clean. They've got the King Power one, and they've they've mm-hmm. really honed the King Power logo over the last few years. I think a few years ago, King it was didn't look very good, but they've really kind of made the King Power logo almost part of the kit, almost because King Power is so. So their stadiums, King Power Stadium, and the obviously yeah. the owner that tra- tragically died a year or so ago, um, the whole ties to King Power and and all that like it's, it's actually part of the team. It's really an integral part of the team's identity and them winning and, the uh, Premier League tying in the gold. Yes, yeah, yeah, tying in the gold up top ties in the sponsor um, mm-hmm. and the logo. And the logo looks it's really clean look. Yeah, yeah I'm almost I'm almost wi- I, I I almost wish I'd swapped that out for my five pick in the good in my actual list, but. <laughs> Um, not that I'm mad about that one either, but my last honourable <laughs> mention, um, your your Gunners, their home kit is is in my honourable mentions. Um, it's not bad. Yeah, uh, it could have. It didn't make my list. Yeah, I think it's a really just a really good effort for Adid- Adidas's first kit to come back after the Puma years and make a mm-hmm. nice traditional looking kit. The uh, striping works well for Arsenal's the way Arsenal's kits just are anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, good kit. It's uh, it was nice to return to a good color, kind of like I was talking about earlier, and. Yeah. Um, it's not just a white collar. They put a lot of detail into it. So, yeah, it's yeah. a good look. So, yeah. Uh, do you want wait, time to get to the nitty gritty? <laughs> yeah. Should I start? Wait, do I? No, you. Yeah. I, yeah, no, wait. Yeah, 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 you start. Okay. So, my number five was Sheffield United's home. Um, I I like a good, like a black and <laughs> black and white, uh, black and white, red and white um, uh, striping. Kind of like how I said that I usually enjoy. Uh, Southampton's kits, Sheffield United's, um, you know, they've just come back up into the into the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Uh, could have easily, you know, just had a pretty cheap kit, but they've got, you know, Ad- Adidas obviously are a good sponsor for kits. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to look it up again so I can um, talk about it in more. I think they did everything um, that you didn't like in Southampton's kits. Yes, yeah. With those colors. Um, and they obviously have a great crest. Um, yes, yeah, the, bla- but, the blades is just a great crest. It's just, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, um, the traditional vertical stripes, like, in that design, um, which is kind of like Newcastle does with their blacks, yeah. um, it's just a classic design, and it'll always, like, like you said, Southampton went wrong by going away from it, so Sheffield yeah. picked up where they left off. Yeah, and their sponsor, although it's a little, um, little busy, kind of works, I think, like, it just... Just yeah. does because the coloring kind of help stays with the kit coloring still. So, yeah, yeah, and it's just a three tone jersey, red, black, and white, really clean, really like, yeah, not getting too busy like you said of some of the other kits. Yeah. Um, for my fifth pick, I picked Crystal Palace's third. Um, it's just uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of a theme in my list. Um, I don't love. Um, we kind of talked about it earlier. I don't love the sponsor. It's kind of busy, but uh, yeah. the stripe, the diagonal stripe across with a white kit with the red and the royal blue really popping off yeah. of it. Um, yeah. And not a lot of people use that diagonal stripe anymore. So I just think it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's just great. those colors look so, so great together. And we'll get to that for later on my list. But, um, yeah, no, I, fourth, I hadn't actually seen that one just yet. I, 
for some reason didn't think they had a third kit. I certainly they're away almost made it onto my honorable mentions just because mm-hmm. for some reason, even though it's a little bit nuts, it <laughs> worked for me. I don't like those, man. <laughs> <laughs> they make the belly look weird. That is true. Yeah, on the per- I'm looking at the stock picture, but yeah, on the players, it's a bit different. So, but the colors look cool. Though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like they use colors. Um, but turning to my fourth, yep. it's a really simplistic kit. Um, it's Burnley's third. I like third kits a lot because it allows teams to, uh, you know, get off their main colors. Yeah. Uh, it's just forest green. You know, one of my favorite colors after living in Oregon, obviously. Um, forest green and black. Uh, it's just. It's just a really nice third kit that they could wear a lot because not a lot of teams have something that would uh, clash or clash with it. So, yeah. um, wanted to make sure I got some green on my list. Um, the logo looks really good on it. The light blue pops against the uh, forest green. So yeah, and yeah, it's a very clean kit. Otherwise, like for a third kit in particular, it doesn't need to be too much going. And on. that's an Umbro. Yeah, like I said, Umbro do some do some great kits as well, and. Um, it's funny because uh, Burnley's sponsor is a little busy with the um, uh, yeah, love uh, bet. Yeah, and I assume it's it's some Chinese. I assume I. Mm. Um, but if you have a if you have a busy sponsor like that, I think it's best to go with the basics because then it you're yeah. not doing so. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Like Burnley's uh, home kit is often one I like, but I didn't like it too. The sponsor for some reason bothered me on that one, but this one it seems to work a little bit better because of the uh, mm-hmm. the the. The basic one tone of the rest of the kit so yeah yeah their home kit's not terrible but uh it's not great either like i said like we kind of talked about earlier i think west Ham does the light blue and uh what is it claret <laughs> yeah claret is it yeah um but move, moving on to your fourth pick yeah my fourth pick's gonna be is gonna contradict one of your bad ones but and it's a third kit as well oh, yeah. uh chelsea's third kit um i've actually okay quite a f- <laughs> hey we've got to have some differences on the pod um yeah Look, I I like I, and it's partly because I have a real love for nineties kits, and um, I've got mm. a I've got a nineties uh, Paris uh, PSG one in my closet, which is a gift from Steve, who's been on the pod before, um, talking Huddersfield. Nice. Um, yeah, I've I it's just nineties nineties Nike is really fun to me. Um, I like that Nike they just released their Inter Milan one as well, which is great because they got Pirelli ties as their shirt sponsor on. Yeah, it's just a great kit, but. I like what you didn't like about the collar. I like just because it. I wouldn't like it if you weren't leaning into the '90s stuff. But because they've done all that with the kit, um, that worked for me. Uh, I was, I was, yeah. I was. That was probably the one detail that I was a little bit apprehensive about. But just it, just it, just just got over the line for me. And then the rest of the kit, the Nike, obviously going back to the uh, uh, to the Nike, the logo of the '90s with the swoosh and the Nike written on there. Uh, Mm-hmm. that's just i love that um that's my favorite nike logo and then the collar works. yeah, yeah the collar just works uh, i probably plunges a little bit too much down past the chelsea fc written there but then the sleeves i love the sleeves with that coloring on there and yeah and, just and the, the crest looks great on it the two-tone crest like yeah. they didn't put any blue on it i mean if it had a regular collar it wouldn't have made my dishonorable mention but yeah. <laughs> so overall i just uh, think it's a great great a great third kit and um yeah, very I just I do like the crest on it. Yeah, so very jealous of them having Nike, even though I, like I said, I do enjoy what New Balance are doing for Liverpool. But I think Nike is really, really killing it with these third kits this year. I, I wasn't a, like you had Tottenham in your in your bad kits, and yeah, I wasn't a met, I wasn't a fan of their uh, their Nike's effort of their third kit. But 
Chelsea's and then uh, it's not Premier League, but Inter Milan's. Uh, it was quite, mm-hmm. quite bold and I enjoyed that one too. So it just it's just my own biases towards towards yeah. some of the... Yeah, uh, he always does a good job. Yeah, and, and just, just the, the 90s kits because uh, Dortmund had some great Nike kits in the mid to late 90s as well. So just a big fan of that era of kit, kits and yeah, they've done a good job with Chelsea's third, uh, fourth, third kit. Yeah, sorry, my fourth pick, third kit. <laughs> um. So my turn to roll straight into number three. Uh, I said yeah. there. I said there was another kit that I preferred in the uh, the uh, light blue and claret. Um, Aston Villa's home yeah. Aston Villa's home kit this year. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lo- I enjoy it. Um, now again, going back to sponsors, it's very the WADA. I think I assume it's. I think it's a betting company. I just because I think most most Premier League cl- clubs seem to have a betting company as a sponsor now. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's who Wolves had last year, and it made the kit look really clean because it's just it's it's not too busy. It's just it's a lot to it, but it's just a W and then W eighty eight on there. Um, not a big. Those fan are of, great. These are great. Yeah, I'm not a big fan <laughs> um, of Kat Kappa as a shirt sponsor. I've got a Kappa shirt from when Adelaide United were with them. They just yeah. fit, they just you have to buy like two sizes bigger to get it to fit, and it's still yeah. Just, they're very skin. Yeah, Puma's that way too. Yeah, they're very skin tight. But as far as the look of it, um, it's very like the sleeves. It's just. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to do too much with it. Um, you know, the, the Aston Villa badge again is very clean. You know, a lot of the clubs yeah. have cleaned up their badges to just be a bit more clean over the last twenty years, and it just works. And it's just, it's very, yeah. I think just the tie-in of yellow with yeah. the crest and the sponsor. It's just a good look, and it's lucky they have a good sponsor. Um, yeah, they obviously like that's what West Ham's home kits obviously usually look like. Yeah, um, and what their home kits look like, and. So it's hard to go wrong with those. Like I remember when I first started liking the EPL, I was like, "That is such a disgusting um, combination of colors." Like, <laughs> why do so? Why do so many teams have it? And now I like love it for some reason. I yeah, don't know. it's such a it's such <laughs> a quintessential uh, English kit colors as well. Because there's not many teams. I don't can't, can't recall any teams across Europe that have this kind of color scheme. It's just very much yeah, it's, very much in a yeah. royal a royal kind of English thing. Um, and there's a lot of teams that have it. Like. Yeah. I remember when I first saw West Ham, I was like, man, why did they pick those colors? And then seeing like so many other teams across all divisions in England have it and turn to it um, was surprising. So now it just reminds me of, you know, my favorite soccer league. So yeah, well, you it's got a three, good look. I think three teams. In, so you got Burnley, West Ham and Aston Villa are all on the top of the division with a similar color scheme at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Aston Villa's was, I, so that was kind of, I knew one of the, their kits would get into my top five. And so I spent mm-hmm. a fair bit of time going between Burnley, Aston Villa, and and West Ham, and it was very close between West Ham and Aston Villa because I think West Ham, as a sponsor, I think it's Betway or something like that, is very clean on there as well. Doesn't actually detract mm-hmm. from it at all. So I think it was more that Aston Villa's was a bit closer to the traditional. It, it was really just picking hairs, but yeah. Um, um, well, speaking of the claret and light blue, um, <laughs> I'm not going with a home kit with it, but a team that uses it. West Ham's away for my third pick. Yeah. Um, just extremely clean, pure white um, with the maroon. Uh, it's just a good look. Um, it's exactly what you want in a away jersey. Um, you, it holds the tenets of, uh, you know, kind of their colors, but also does its own thing by taking out all of the light blue, um, but keeping the maroon. And the collar is just awesome. Yeah. I, kinda, I like those diagonal co- or uh, those V collars when it works, when they're really thick. I just think um, it's the perfect amount of uh, they're kind of playing, and uh, I kind of like that. I like I like playing kids. 
Yeah, well, that's uh, what we were talking about before is as far as away kits are meant to be, you know, they're meant to be as alternate or clash to your home kit as possible. And white is always a good traditional color for it. Even I don't like, mm-hmm. I've, I've mentioned before that white kits are never a favorite to me, which is why Tottenham hasn't come up at all in any of my <laughs> uh, talk because. Yeah. Um, well, who yeah. has white as their main color? Yeah. Tottenham. Like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, Real Madrid too, you can fuck off. But, um, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, the other thing about West Ham's, and we haven't talked about sleeve sponsors too much, but they've got Bassett Gold, which I've just looked up what they are. They're a London financial firm, so whatever about that. But as far as its actual look on the sleeve is really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's so very cool. Compared to another team um, wearing Umbro in Everton who have Angry Birds as their sleeve sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good, like, just, and it works with West. For some reason, it just looks very West Hammy. I don't know if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. but just the whole... Yeah, everything everything about the kits is nice. So I'd totally well, and then the uh, the crest, obviously too. Um, just going with the maroon and white on the crest, yeah. kind of take it down to its basics. Looks really good with the white as well. Um, my second pick is also kind of in the same vein as the Crystal Palace West Ham pick, and it's uh, Chelsea's aways. Um, just a really nice traditional football kit there with a yeah. traditional collar, and you know it's another white jersey, but. I just thought it was the best thing Chelsea produced this year, and it just looks great. Like, kind of made me jealous not to be a Chelsea fan. But <laughs> yeah, I I had a look at those, and it's just the collar that bothered me for some reason on those. I don't know why. It just looked a bit too. I, I looked like a, I, it gave me claustrophobia. <laughs> it's oh, really? like, I oh, love the collar. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, for some reason, it doesn't work for me. But yeah, um, yeah, no, it's a good. Yeah, no. I, so I I don't know like I when I was looking through them I guess they like turned to like the uh, white, red white and blue I guess super American <laughs> I just like royal blue and red and yeah. white together a lot I just think it's a really clean look and like when the Patriots wear you know their old school ones with the red jerseys and the oh, blue yeah. outlines white helmets those are obviously the best best jerseys they've ever produced so it's just that color mix that really really hits it hits it for me. Yeah, no. Otherwise, like you know, collars are minor detail. Like the the the, the coloring on the collar looks really good, and they've mm-hmm. got that. In the and it matches the sponsor really well. Once yeah. again, yeah, yeah. And Yokohama Tires is like actually just we haven't even talked about their sponsor yet, but I've been talking about sponsors uh, most of the pod. It's a good again, a nice one that works for the kit. Um, Chelsea mm-hmm. have always had like back when they had Samsung, and I can't remember who was in between. Samsung was great. Yeah, yeah. Like they've just um, always had good sponsors to complement their kits. So. Which uh, I don't know if that I don't know if that's actually something they talk about when they're talking about shirt sponsors for these bigger clubs. I think it must be because they must think about how bigger clubs be. maybe, but the smaller yeah. ones no, definitely the smaller not. One, the smaller <laughs> ones take whoever go, gives them the most money. Which is they just say which betting firms give them the most money. I think everyone else does. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No solid solid kit. So my number two, um, you'll love this: the Arsenal bruised banana. That's my first pick, so we don't have to even get there. Yeah, no, there was never going to be any doubt that those are the my favorite kit of the EPL season. Yeah. Um, they're just a callback. Like the history with them um, is great. You know, they're a callback to a great Arsenal team. Yeah, and they're modernized. And I mean, I like the ones from the '90s better, but these are great as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you get away with the, the one in the nineties is very classic, but I don't think you get away with so it. So busy, it's, yeah, it's quite busy. Yeah. They've toned it back just perfectly for this one. Um, very good. Uh, it's it's already got a lot of love in the you know the kit culture. People like there's there's that article where they gave the kits to someone to design and they made jeans and jackets and made the full outfit yeah. out of them, including the hat. Yeah, just, 
Not that I'd ever get away with wearing it, but it, lo- it was a really cool feature. And it's just, uh, this is what the you make these kits for. Obviously, the kit kits are a big moneymaker for these teams now. And mm-hmm. this is what you want is a kit that really gets people talking, gets the fans excited, um, mm-hmm. becomes like a cultural talking point. Um, you know, Aubameyang looks great in it, you know. Oh yeah, he's a he's, and a, he's yeah he's a classy looking man, a striker anyway. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, once I saw him, I knew I was gonna have to get one right away, and that's what you want from your team, and that's what you want from a kit. So you know, after coming out of the Puma haze like <laughs> the last couple of years, where we kind of went away from uh, traditional yellow as Arsenal's main away, which I think is always a great great away color for Arsenal is yellow. Um, yeah. So to go back to that, and it's a bright yellow. Um, as bad as the third kit is, is as good as this kit is. <laughs> if I that think makes it. Yeah, and especially with your home kit, which is a pretty nice one too. I think you you got to be pretty happy with Arsenal, what they've done um, with their kits uh, this year. It's yeah. just, um, there's obviously... The, the third, third one is terrible, but i'm excited to see the fourth one because i think the reaction to the third kit was pretty bad so adidas is you know kind of up against it to yeah it's funny the fourth one. yeah when is the fourth one getting released because it's rare for a fourth kit that like it's going to be an on-field kit as well i think so yeah because i mean i know liverpool have done their release of the all black one that they do every year which is just purely for fans um mm-hmm. but yeah it's rare a fourth kit's rare so that, that'll be interesting to see um do you have any more thoughts on it since it's your number one as well uh, no, I think it speaks for itself. It's yeah. just, um, it's just, uh, classic, I guess. It's one that I'll always remember. And, you know, I've had several yellow kits and yellow is always a great away color for them. Um, last year they went navy blue with, um, red and I just didn't like it yeah. as much because Arsenal ended up having to use their third kit a lot, which they did like turquoise, which I didn't, wasn't a huge fan of, so had to see the turquoise kits a lot so yeah yellow is just a good away color because you usually get to wear it on the road because other than watford and wolves yeah there's not that many bright kits out there yeah and then, yeah especially for you know i think it, you've actually no you've already played us at liverpool at home this year and at well at liverpool and unfortunately you wore the third kit so <laughs> i was gonna say yeah. that's one thing i was looking forward to you guys coming to anfield is like i was gonna see the bruised banana and then we didn't so uh what could have been? Um, still would have lost, probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number one. Um, Liverpool, Closing out the list. Yes. The Liverpool home goalkeeper kit. Oh, my God. I don't even know if I've seen that. You need to look it up. Uh, particularly find a picture of Allison in it. It is... One oh, of just the black kit? Yeah, Yeah, that's black sharp. kit with all the gold. It is... Yeah. It is just one of the cleanest goalkeeper kits I've ever seen. Now, Allison obviously makes it look... Um, Amazing, because he's just an amazing beast of a man. <laughs> Olive skin, yeah, with the black. Might not look as good on uh, old Henderson come January when he's pale as the the moonlight. <laughs> well, it's it's um it's the goalkeeper. Well, he wouldn't be wearing it. Yeah, as a goalkeeper it's, it's just kit, a goalkeeper guess, kit. So. Which uh, you know, it's it's. I thought it would be interesting. It'd be fun. The fact I wouldn't put a goalkeeper kit in unless I legitimately thought it deserved it. But um, it is fun to have a goalkeeper kit in this list because it's um. Not something you talk about too much, but it is such. No, and now and usually they're pretty ugly. Yeah, and, and they don't <laughs> put too much effort into them. But I think what Liverpool saw was how popular he was, and mm-hmm. New Balance legitimately said, you know, probably thought, you know, what what can sell jerseys, and what this jersey was that popular that as soon as it dropped, it sold out within days. 
Mm. And me and Andrea just ordered, well, last week pre-ordered their new release of them that are only releasing at the end of September, and they're already selling out. So to have a goalkeeper kit sell that quick, um, yeah, shows that it's, it's the perfect. They did the right thing by making a really clean looking kit, and just black and gold is just such a good. And they, mm. and they didn't try to do too much with it. They just did a black black kit with um the gold gold sponsor and and, and putting the sponsor in gold is incredible. Yeah. Like. It's just I'm so glad they didn't do white. Um, this yeah. is a kit that easily could have worked as a second or third kit for you, or an away kit or a third kit for you guys um, easily. So There's a lot of people that have said that they wish that was the second kit. Yeah. Though. The white you one's don't not get too bad, to, but yeah. You don't get that with goalkeeping kits um, that often. You know, Usually they're pretty ugly. They're like yeah. bright purple or bright green or bright orange. But yeah. with this, I think um, they went the right direction. Yeah, your away whites aren't bad. I definitely wish your thirds were the goalkeeping kit and the goalkeeping kit was your thirds for liverpool yeah i don't like the kit i don't <laughs> mind the yet. third kit only because i actually like the badge and stuff because they've they, what they've done with the coloring of that is um it's an ode to the uh live birds that sit on top of the, li- the building in the dock there um yeah which have been there for hundreds of years so um well and they're also the adelaide powers colors so yeah. obviously that's nice over yeah. it just looks like a christmas sweater to me yeah it is it is, it is a little out there and that one has you know i've I, i'm going to get it because i've actually a friend of mine he's already got it and actually does look pretty good in person so yeah i'm going to grab it but um yeah i, I the home home kit obviously was in the honorable mentions and i do love it and it might have made my top five if the goalkeeper kit wasn't so fucking amazing that i thought that had to be in there. yeah you know it's not it's the first time i've I almost bought a goalkeeper kit back when Pepe Reina was keeper, and I loved him. But um, yeah, this is the first keeper kit I've bought, and I'm very happy with it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that rounds out the list. Pretty yeah. good list. No huge debates. We'd like to hear yours, obviously, if you're listening to this. Uh, tweet at us. Yeah, if you got any fav- favorite kits or ones that you you hate, or you know, we we had we had one kit crossover in both. You know, you didn't have the Chelsea one third in your. Not liking, mm-hmm. and I had it in my in my goods. So you know, it's um, certainly shows that kits are just always divide opinion a little bit. So, and but what I was shocked by when doing this, and I said this at the top as well, is that there's just so many more, so many kits to like compared to dislike. You know, yeah. and maybe I'll see some and I'll tweet about it um, once I start my Twitter for my site. But I'll start tweeting more about that kind of stuff. But. Maybe when I see one on a pitch, it'll look worse than I when I see it online. But um, usually, I think teams knock it out of the park. Whereas I think like if we did this, we could do this next week again with MLS, but we'll have more action to cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the MLS is all over the place, um, so I think England keeps it pretty traditional, and I think it works out really well for them. Yeah, yeah. No, they do, and that, and I think that's because they've got just there's so much money involved in. They know that kit, you know, you need to sell kits as part of your marketing these days, and you and you want to sell. Obviously, the smaller clubs probably not quite as much, but big clubs. The jersey battle on the streets is it's such a thing now to have have people walking around in your kits, and you know, as much of that that the play on the field is obvious, but you know, you want to make a good looking kit too. So, yeah, it's good to see. I I, I I'm glad it kind of worked out. Like I was, I'm glad we only did the top three for the worst ones because it actually was a struggle. Because it's not like I hate too many of them. It's just you, you yeah. had to find something, and there's, it is probably a good sign. And it's a good thing to be more positive as well. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, 
considering yeah, that, considering definitely. the amount of times we talk about things that we don't want to talk about really um, or we uh, we don't like to talk about on the pod so yeah yeah well that was an experiment uh it went went fairly well I'd yeah say. i enjoyed it <laughs> it was good it was good fun um now do you just want to touch on some fixtures and 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 stuff for the next just 20 minutes to close out the pod yeah uh so the premier league's been in hiatus for the last week and a half because of uh international breaks which man the international break was weird because it was just you know a few friendly uh, england had a Weird match against Kosovo last night, you know, five three. Weird. Yeah, uh, but the U.S. is getting smoked. You know, like it's. It, I hate international break. Like, yeah, not just not worth it. Peru beat Brazil apparently. Fuck it. Andrea messages yeah. me and says Mexico's beat got beaten four 0 and I said, I just texted back snarkily. I said, oh, at least, at least you're not. At least you didn't lose to Braz- Peru because her, her one of her bosses. Is, <laughs> yeah, one of her bosses is Peruvian American and just a. Nice. Love them. They're great people, but I just wanted to give them a little bit of shit. And she messaged me back, no, Peru beat Brazil. I was like, oh, fuck, I can't even give a shit about that. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Weird, in, weird international break. Um, it just seems like players weren't really into it because, like, the club season has begun and, you know, yeah, and it wasn't kind of changed. Yeah, and then, like, you had, like, there's no, because uh, there was no African teams playing, so Salah and Sa- uh, Sane. Mane. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're both just chilling at Liverpool, which is I I prefer because uh, obviously yeah. for cl- club there's no injury possibilities. So, but yeah, um, weird weird weekend. I was glad to not have a weekend where I had to wake up at two a.m. to watch Liverpool. It was a nice break, but then I ended up staying up to three a.m. to watch <laughs> Australia clinch the Ashes. So it wasn't any different. Um, exactly. But yeah, this weekend there's not any big marquee like no you know top six versus top six teams, but. Uh, there's a few teams that need to start getting points. Uh, and I actually just, I'm going to start. Liverpool probably will beat Newcastle, I think. It's at home. Uh, early kickoff, which is. Newcastle's been tricky this season. But yeah, and Liverpool's got an early kickoff at 9 p.m. my time, yeah. which means it's probably 12.30 p.m. there. And they always say the early kickoffs are interesting. Uh, luckily, it's on a Saturday, but they say it's interesting because the, the fan podcast I listen to, they basically say we don't have enough time to sink like six beers in the pub before the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really get, That's probably re- a good thing. To really, well, <laughs> just to really get them in the mood. So I, I still managed to get, I, I went to a, a noon kickoff when we were there last year against Fulham and I still managed to get three or four beers down beforehand. But I, oh, was, yeah. a, I was a degenerate drinking Guinness for breakfast instead of actually eating the bacon and eggs on offer. So, um, That's what it's there for. Yeah. If college football has taught us anything, you know, yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Us how to we had the uh, former. There was a former Liverpool player that was actually wandering around in the. We were in the sand and with the hospitality stuff, and it's Terry McDermott, who was a great player for Liverpool back in the seventies. Um, highly, uh, very reputable, re- very big reputation as uh, being a decent drinker back in the day. Yeah. Apparently, they carried him onto a plane in Spain once when he was drunk and passed <laughs> out, and he woke up in on the plane on the tarmac in Liverpool, and he said, "Wait." This isn't the hotel. <laughs> so, oh, good. Anyway, he's wandering around and he kind of looked at all of us at our table having Guinnesses and 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 he, and he said and he says, "Oh, it's, you know, there's a flight on, you know, it's a bit early for that." And we all kind of turn around and said, "Oh, surely not for you, Terry." But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just chuckled, it, chuckled, so, and chuckled, chuckled, and wandered off because he was just doing the shaking hands kind of thing. But um, so yeah, I think Liverpool will win that one anyway. But United, Leicester, it's at home, it's at United, but United have. And an indifferent start. Yeah. So And that's probably the best matchup of the weekend, which is not saying a lot because oh, it's there's another pretty one, bar- another one that's interested me, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um yeah, United needs to come out and I think 
remind their fans why they were picked to finish top four and why they signed their manager to a long-term deal. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if – it seems a little chaotic there right now. Um, so- kind of a power so- struggle between players. Solskjaer is like the Gruden of the APL at the moment. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Just kind of, I, I think he bit off more than he could chew, or at least their management did when they signed him to a long-term deal. But we'll see. Obviously, it's early. Um, maybe the international break helped their headspace. Um, I think it helped teams like Tottenham, Chelsea, and uh, United, where it may have hurt teams like Arsenal and Liverpool, who had some momentum going into the break. Um, that's why this international break is always kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is if you're on a good run, uh, then it uh, kind of takes away your momentum. So interested to see what Liverpool do. I'm sure they'll run rough shot over Newcastle, but uh, United and Chelsea have big matches this week to prove to their fans that this isn't going to be a season like they started. Yeah, well, that's the next one I was going to segue to was the Chelsea one because they've got their away to Wolves, who are a team that were really good last year. Wolves have they've three draws and one loss from the start of this year, so not terrible, but they, they haven't got a win one yet. One of those draws against United, yeah. Yeah, so, so they, they're actually going to be looking to, you know, after an international break, which might have come at the right, right time for them, they're going to want to uh, put a performance on the table for their fans. Um, Chelsea at home, in different Chelsea teams. Chelsea are sitting in 11th with one win, two draws, one loss, so... Only mm-hmm. one result better than Wolves, so yeah, that's what that's that's the one that's actually probably caught my eye more than anything as far as the other fixtures go. Uh, you know, I have Leicester will be fun too, but I think Wolves Chelsea is going to be real. There's two teams there that actually in, on form aren't too much different. There's only two points between them, um, and you know, Wolves obviously with their investment getting into the Premier League and a good good first season in the Premier League last year. Um, they're only just above the relegation zone at the moment. Obviously, I don't think they're not a chance to go down because they're just too good for that. But they want to finish probably... They want to be either finishing around where they did last year or improving on it. They're just outside of the Europa League places last year, so they want to get... I think their vision with the money they've got behind them now is they'd like to get into the Europa League and see what happens there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, that's a good. Oh, they're, they're good in goal. it. They're, they're in it this year already. But sorry, I was completely blown make some that. noise. Yeah, yeah. So they'll have that this year, which might. Who knows how that's going to affect them? But um, they want to be around that spot again. So I just I I think um, they th- it's a game that's going to be really important for both Wolves and Chelsea, which is going to make it great for us neutrals watching it. Um, obviously, I'll, I'll be on the Wolves side of it because just you know you are. Obviously, Chardon yeah. fraud against other other competing teams for the top spots is, uh, and uh, I think particularly for yourself as well as Arsenal, um, you want to see the guy likes of Chelsea and United fall and Tottenham if I think as much as possible, yeah, yeah, fall away and the more gap you guys have got in getting that top four spot, uh, the better. So, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, being a week away from it or a couple of weeks away from game action, kind of like lose. Um, kind of how you feel about a uh, team. So it'll be nice to have it back. Cause I don't really know how Arsenal is going to come out, come out of the break. Um, I think they have Southampton no, um, you got Wat- you on got Sunday. Watford. Watford um, who are, at Watford. Who are bottom with one point. Um, and they're a team that had an okay year last year too. So they'll be mm-hmm. hoping. To they'll be hungry to get up there. Um, yeah. But so a good test for you guys to see where you're at as far as your ability to, because getting back into the top four, I mean, Liverpool had a couple of years ago where it was those teams that were struggling and sometimes yeah. you go and have a crazy game against like we had that 
you know, blah, 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 Burnmouth coming back from 3-1 down to win. Yep, I remember that. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So those are the teams you need to take care of if yeah. you um, want to hang with the big dogs, as they say. <laughs> and even, like, I don't think they're going to ever hang in the title race this season, but at least do it as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because you hang, hang. They're already behind by quite a bit, but um, yeah, if they could climb into that, that'd be nice. But yeah. I don't see City or Liverpool dropping points until they ultimately play each other. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, the other, the one more for the weekend is Tottenham and Crystal Palace. Uh, yeah. Tottenham have had a, another team with an indifferent start to the year. They're in ninth on five points, and Crystal Palace are up in fourth on seven points, so they've had an okay start. It's at Tottenham, I think. Um, but that's again another one with a team that's uh, just like Chelsea and United. Tottenham are a team that want to want to put on a good performance, um, particularly for the home fans because uh, they've, mm. they've had some, haven't had a great start at home this year either. And uh, they they need to start getting some points if they want to. Obviously, that battle for four, the fourth the Champions League places uh, so early in the season, but still you don't want to be mm-hmm. you don't want to be playing catch up against. Uh, yeah, and especially when you've got Chelsea and United struggling a little bit too. Tottenham will want to try and get up there with you guys a bit more as far as building a gap there if you can. But Crystal Palace are obviously off to a good start, considering they've sold they've sold a couple of players in the off season. Um, you know, a decent start. To it's the a season. derby too, so you never know. And yeah. uh, and Crystal Palace. Uh, oh, so, sorry, it is at, it is at Tottenham. So, but Crystal Palace went to went to City last year and got uh, one of the more famous results of the season. Um, Andre Townsend mm-hmm. in with that belter, so they can travel. They don't always travel well, but they can travel well. Uh, They'll definitely have fresher legs in Tottenham too, who had several players away, you know, yeah, playing in yeah. matches. Um, and they're coming off that like blowing a two goal advantage at Arsenal, which would have been a huge moment for their season. So it'll be interesting to see. I've said that about every team coming out of the break, but it'll be yeah. interesting to see where their heads are at and uh, kind of just the energy they bring because uh, that second half was uh, pretty terrible for them. And it easily could have, they easily could have blown any chance at points during that game. And then um, I haven't been keeping attention or paying attention to uh, England's team, but Obviously, they have several players from Spurs who got minutes. So, yeah, I think I think Harry Kane scored last night. I can't honestly remember. Yeah, but um, honestly, international breaks just fucking Australia started their twenty twenty two. I think it was the World Cup uh, qualifiers last night. I think fucking in Kuwait or something. Yeah. All I do is wake up and see they won three 0 Didn't even check who fucking scored. I don't. God. Look, club, club, it's a bummer. Yeah, look, I, I enjoy international football, but club football is still king for me. So, um, I also just don't get why you can't do the international break before the season. I get like that teams are winding up for the season and stuff, but like it's better than breaking up the season right away once you start getting some momentum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the crack of the beer there. Um, yeah, look, the international break is something that's never going to get better. I don't think. I mean, they've, they've yeah, they seem to have. I'm just. Adjusting positions here because I've been sitting on a stool for two hour, three hours. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Um, they just need to. I think they need to just shorten, like, try and get a few more internationals in. But then, like in that early season. But then the players need to go on holidays in the in the off season too. So it's, yeah. I don't think international break things ever gonna. Uh, what I don't like is when they have international breaks for friendlies. That just fucking. That's just useless yeah, to me. Yeah, it's I, a bummer. International breaks for qualifiers. I understand. It's when they have. A, 
these friendlies, which they've rolled into this UEFA Nations League thing now, but that's just stupid as well. I just think they need to lessen the friendlies off. Um, yeah, just World Cup qualifiers, Euro qualifiers, and the occasional friendlies um, out of season, or you know maybe one or t- one in season, but there's too many of them at the moment. But that's a discussion for another day that'll never be solved yeah. anyway. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, to wrap it up, I don't think there's anything more on the EPL now because we've just got to wait for the weekend to wrap up and then we'll have more on it. Uh, MLS quickly. Uh, Sunday, we. I mean, obviously, <laughs> Timbers had a great result. Um, obviously, yeah. we've got still, uh, and we should talk. We'll talk about the. Um, uh, well, let's let's just start on the, the iron. Fr- we can finish off with the results. Um, it's it's not getting any any better for the MLS. Uh, yeah, they seem to be seeing everything logical said by the fans and deciding that they'll go the opposite direction, um, which you've covered very well in in your um, first blog post for threepointsclear.com. Plug, plug. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're doubling down on a terrible take, which um, so they're taking their cues from our president. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just been pretty frustrating to see, um, especially it seems like they came down the harshest on the Timbers Army, which is not surprising because we are a bit of, of a ne'er-do-well, uh, kind of rebellious punk rock type organization but um there's a reason you know, we identify with it so well <laughs> yeah we're mental and we're green you know um but, uh, uh they cracked down on the timbers army and uh all and i i covered this in my post all all this they're trying to divide fan bases on it and stuff but all it is is making the timbers army and other supporter supporters groups um dig their heels in and really defend each other and really say hey this is uh this is freedom of speech. This is, um, I don't care about your business. Um, if your business is denying anti-fascism speech, then you're a fascist, maybe? I guess, like, if you're... If well, you really there is people it, that say that, that say, if you're not anti-fascist, then what are you? Then what <laughs> are you? Yeah. yeah. Every, every reasonable person should be anti-fascist by default, so, yeah. And we've covered this, like, on, but it's always nice to go back to as it continues to the main talk of the MLS or MLS is that you know soccer is political soccer's always been political yeah it's a, a world there's game enti- there's it entire brings... book there's entire books about how Argentina yeah. and Brazilian uh, governments have utilized like you know militaristic governments have utilized the football team as a as a tool of nationalist pride you know the Argentina teams that won world cups the Brazil teams that won world cups we were puppets uh, were used at, uh, used as propaganda for their their governments. So it's always been political. Um, say what you want about whether it should be or not. Um, but then I mean, know, there's the story of Germany and England playing like calling a ceasefire to play on Christmas Day or whatever. And maybe that might have been hyperbole a little bit, but yeah, if it actually happened, like that just shows like that soccer is bigger than like it's a it's a unifier. And the MLS is trying to say that by provide or by invoking anti-fascist image anti-racist anti-fascist images that that's too political for them but like that it's just innate that should be innate human behavior you should be against fascism you should be against racism that's not that's not a political statement yeah yeah i mean (laughs) it's a statement of humanity yeah it's actually it's known that um i think australians and turkish soldiers in world war one in in gallipoli on christmas day took uh 
dropped their guns yeah. and dropped their guns and went out and had a game of cricket. I think there's some very yeah. you know, obviously old time photos, but yeah. Um yeah, but yeah, obviously because Winston Churchill's an idiot. But um, yeah, uh, <laughs> taking another political take on the pod. But um, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, well, soccer is political. Yeah. Well, it, it just is. It's but global and it's political. Anything that covers that many nations is going to be political. Yeah. All of sports. I mean, what was we've uh, covered uh, that? I wish I could yeah. remember the name of the guy and which team it was. I can't remember the guy that yelled into the microphone. About the gun, um, gun it was market. for the Philadelphia Union, and I can't remember his name, but he's a U.S. Um, U.S. men's player. Yeah. I tweeted about it. Um, can't think of it. You did. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, like that. So when you've got a player screaming into a pitch side mic, um, you know, Congress and gun violence. Now, uh, it's obvious the players see uh, see it as an outlet for their opinion too, and so fans, players, we're all together. So again, it comes back to your. You know, on the other pod, we we're talking. You're talking about how you don't like any NFL owners. It is always the owners and the people that are behind the sport that actually. Yeah. Often it was Bedoya that came to yeah. mind, but I was like, yeah. "Was it Bedoya? Alejandro Bedoya for the Philadelphia Union?" And it was after one of the worst mass shootings in history. Um, yeah. Obviously, a huge moment, and we've seen Timbers players wearing. Or like, are they going to suspend Timbers players for wearing the iron front when they yeah, come Yeah, Zarek Valentin was photographed just with arms out, like, what what up? Like, with a fucking yep. iron front logo shirt. That was it on his shirt. And um, and other Timbers have worn end gun violence shirts. Like, I think yeah. it was Valentin, like, that wore it as well, that had, like, a gun with a... I fucking love Valentin. Such a, yeah. such a great team guy. Yeah. Um, and kind of what I covered in our post, and I'll bring it up to you now, um, for those who don't read... Uh, would be that, you know, what should have been a great weekend for the Timbers, um, they scored in the 94th minute to get three points and climb into the playoff picture once after, again after in a really tight race. The, after scoring in the 82nd minute just to tie it, like, it was a great Yeah, it should have been uh, a momentous night for the Timbers army um, everywhere across the nation, and it was, but there was also just, you know, that feeling of, like, we're being targeted for our beliefs which should be like if you're religious at all or if you're just a good person you should be anti-racist anti-homophobia anti-fascism mm-hmm. you should that should just be tenants in your life if you consider yourself a good person so to be attacked for that by the league that you've spent so much money on that you've invested so much of your time in you know i've traveled all over to see the timbers um it's just it was just disappointing yeah. to see some of the main members get suspended and it's three games too it's not just one game yeah and so yeah one of them was a particular you mentioned it in your article on three points clear as well that um abram goldman armstrong who's the owner of cider right which is a big bar in portland um yeah been in the timbers army since the uh since they reformed in 2001 i think like a long time member one of the guys that has helped bring this team to the mls like the fans sponsored the timbers they came to him to sponsor them like they're partners and they're yeah yeah and particularly he's had an in uh, cider rights had a um uh, been directly in the front lines of the uh, the actual battle on the streets of fucking fascist assholes coming into portland um with uh patriot prayer members being there and stuff like that like he's, yeah. he's been front and center and trying to uh, on the front lines of, of battling fascism in in america and 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 they've banned him for three games it banned one of the top supporters and 
those guys may never come. Like, I mean, I think he will come back as a Timbers Army member as in defiance. But you're alienating, and we've said it before on the pod, and I can't believe we're having to say it again because they, they, as you said, they've doubled down on it. They're alienating the very foundation of the club. Yeah, yeah. and the foundation of the sport, really, in this country, because without supporters, and like we've talked about on this podcast. Most supporters are left leaning because to like soccer in this country is to go against the grain, or at least like when you start liking it. Yeah. When most of us started liking it, it was against the grain because of toxic masculinity and other things of that nature. But like, I remember the shit we got when we <laughs> remember when the Timbers beat Seattle in that playoff game. We yeah. were just fucking wasted at the O bar, and we were throwing cans around. <laughs> Being, yeah. being a little bit rebellious, but, um, and Jason. Well, you know, Stanford had beaten Oregon that night, but yeah, you, you got over it quick enough. I was yeah, like, yeah. Well, you helped by buying me a shitload of shots and just saying it'll be okay. Touchdown TikTok, TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I was having a good time that night. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I've, still got, I've got some great photos from that night. Um, but yeah, yeah, like, so we, we were getting shit in that bar for being loud, obnoxious soccer fans, even though all the fit fans giving a shit were just, had previously been loud, obnoxious duck fans. Um, so there was that, there was, we were copying that because we were just they didn't understand us being supporters of uh, football, soccer, whatever you want to call it. We knocked Seattle out of the playoffs. That only happens what once every two years. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time. That was the first time at the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that was big, and we were. I got to drop the wheeze, but the Timbers were on the road uh, in Seattle. I did not think they would win that match, and so and we were just tanked already by kickoff because it was well, a late we've kick, been there obviously. For, well, we've been there for three and a half hours for the uh, Stanford-Oregon game. And that game went pretty bad pretty quick. Yeah, the yeah. Oregon had a late comeback but just left too, left it too little too yeah. late. So, yeah, I was sad. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, it, yeah, that was a fun that was a fun match. Yeah, um, I'll have to throw those photos on the, on the website sometime. Just for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm they're, never gonna get a professional job. <laughs> they're not terrible. It's, it's actually like they're just like they're just selfies of us just looking. Just yeah, I not, look not terrible. Rid- not terrible. I mean, they're on my Instagram, so you can easily find them. Mm. But uh, and I'll link those to three because I don't. I'm not gonna have an Instagram for three points clear unless I find a way to like if I can weasel my way into working for Hartford Athletic, then I'll start my own three points clear where I kind of cover that. But yeah. um, uh. Other than yeah, I don't know what brought us here. Obviously, hate for the Sounders and love for the Timbers, but just well, it was just the fact that um, we, we were still outsiders at that bar, so it was like it was and yeah, it was the, it was and the peop- soccer. It was the people yeah. in that bar that you could um, not to dismerge anyone, but maybe possibly voted more right. So <laughs> it exactly. is it is a and microcosm of everything that we're talking about. That um, yeah, and yeah, the toxic masculinity that goes into the NFL of people like criticizing Andrew Luck for for retiring and all that stuff. Those are the same type of people who say that soccer is like for women and that soccer is for, you know, they just roll around on the ground, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It's those same type of people um, that spew that masculinity. That's kind of destroying what it means to be a human uh, male yeah, <laughs> these yeah. days. Um, it's that kind of attitude that um, is another reason that, the fan bases are fighting for it's like we don't want that kind of masculine bullshit toxic masculinity in our stands and like it is sports but soccer has always been kind of socialist when it comes down to it which is for some reason a dirty word in this country but it it shouldn't be in soccer because soccer is a great equalizer when when the 
Yeah, in 1930, nine, early 1930s when um, Roosevelt came in and instituted the New Deal and whatever, all that stuff was mm-hmm. essentially entirely socialist and saved the country. Yeah. So, and then socialist policies bailed out all the fucking banks in 2008. And so, it, yeah, like, and it brought us out of two recessions and yeah. obviously the Great Depression. So, um, I mean, without getting too into that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it's just... It's, yeah. But it's just an easy... It's easy to like. It's easy to see how soccer fans feel outcasted by an American society, and it's easy to see then how those fans would join with groups that want to provide equality because they've been banished outside. So it's like, why are we different than the NFL? Why NFL fans, NBA fans? Like, you know, it's just an it's just an interesting season that I think we'll always come back to in MLS. My yeah. Xbox is turned on randomly. That's weird. <laughs> I remember our, our Xbox turned on randomly once in the bedroom, like in the middle of the night. And I remember just stumbling. Mine does all the time. Stumbling up it's and just being like, what the fuck is going on? Like, who's in the room? No, there's no ghosts. Okay, yeah. we're fine. But what the fuck? And then trying to turn off a, like, so trying to turn yeah. off an Xbox when you're half asleep and you're kind of in dream state and you go yeah. stumble around. It's just a whole mess. So. It's anyway. just the government. Once we started talking about socialism, yeah, <laughs> your Xbox is about to blow up and kill you. So yeah, it's nice, to um, nice knowing you, dude. But yeah, obviously a swing and a miss for MLS. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's unfortunate because as we were about to talk about the um, the Timbers had a great result. Um, they're just back up in the playoff picture at the moment, I believe. Uh, so what are we looking at? I'm just trying to find the actual points. They're only they're so they're they're in sixth place, tied yeah. for fifth. Yeah, point um, out of fourth, I think. Yeah, and Galaxy are just one point behind. So there's like three teams on 43 points, uh, and then Minnesota. We're only a game behind Seattle in second, uh, with a game in hand. Uh, yeah, Galaxy, you've got a game in hand uh, on the same amount of games played as us, uh, point behind. So fuck, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a real fucking shit show seeing who actually gets. Yeah. Um, Good one to get over Sporting KC because uh, they were if they got the points there then that would have um they would we would have been tied it was drawn even yeah. yeah it would have been essentially a six pointer so and to kind of break their will down the because we still have to go to Kansas City yeah um yeah for the only away match that's left on their schedule um it was good to kind of like drop them even further out of the playoff picture so that by the time the Timbers go to Kansas City to play. That yeah. maybe they'll just be, you know, they'll be completely out of it. So yeah. we'll see. Obviously, a big matchup this weekend with DC United. Um, United's having a good year. Yeah. So wait, is, wait, we, Rooney's still there at the moment, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see. Um, it's gonna be a weird match because it'll. I think it's twelve thirty kickoff for out out west three thirty yeah. here. So. Interesting to see how how the army does. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be hot out there. Um, kind of benefits DC United time wise, but yeah. we'll see. Um, yeah, the other result, like other games, like um, Galaxy have got Sporting KC this weekend, but they've actually got um, Colorado today too. So they've got a big two games. Um, yeah, it's Col- a weird schedule this week. Yeah, so Col- Colorado a little out of the playoff picture. Really, like they could technically still make it if everything went right, but. Um, it could still be a tough one for Galaxy going to Colorado, I think, and then um, Galaxy having Sporting KC a few days later. 
That's, yeah. Uh, that's obviously a, a case, Sporting KC is still in that playoff picture if the results go right. So big week for, yeah. the, big week for the Galaxy. Um, um, big week for Zlatan's Ferraris. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm never not yeah, going to we'll give him shit about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if the Timber, yeah. I mean, the Galaxy might not make the playoffs. Like, it's a possibility. It's so. a very, very real possibility. That's why I said this week's a big week. It's a very real possibility if they don't yeah. only get one point or zero points from this week. Even two isn't isn't that great. So, yeah. And, yeah, maybe Zlatan is like a Ferrari, you know, really pretty to look at when he's playing and running and really fast and really powerful. But a lot of the time they end up in the shop. So Well, I've, I've, I watch a lot of F1 and the Ferraris are – had a r- couple of great weeks. They've won two races in a row, um, but the uh, for, that's the first two races they've won all season, and this was the thirteenth or fourteenth race. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, <completely laughs> it's certainly completely yeah. different tangent. But yeah, it, 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 it sums and up. I will never be able to talk about that. I yeah. can guarantee you that I'm yeah. just it'll just never be interesting to me. But it's, uh, it's really fun once you get into it. But yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, I'm just, like I can get cricket, I can get AFL, um, I can get rugby. But racing is just not, like weirdly enough in my uh, in my journalism program out here. There's like three huge racing fans, and it's like I thought I moved from Nebraska to Connecticut, but whatever. <laughs> uh, it's interesting because so I ra- hear about ra- it a lot. I'll just never be into it. Racing in America like is interesting. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. I I'm not, I'm not actually a NASCAR fan at all. Um, yeah, F- I knew that. But yeah, F1. I've like the touring cars in Australia I grew up watching. Like I used to go to all the the Adelaide races every year. I had pit straight tickets for a few years straight and then just F ones is um I grew up F one the F one Australian round was in a, in Adelaide up until ninety five when the uh, fucking Victorians stole it I promise. So um <laughs> but I grew up watching um Ant like Ant and Senna like raced at Adelaide when I was like four or five. Like I don't remember yeah. much about it apart from hearing about it, but it was just crazy that, you know, this Ant and Senna who's a, just a legend of the sport. Yeah. In Ron Carlson was uh, not taking me to the racetrack. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah. just something I've never gotten. Yeah, no, it's it's a good, it's, it's incredibly. You know, you just think it's cars going around on a track, but it's such a team team game, team sport, and yeah, and a lot of and the fitness that those guys go through, and especially the F ones because the G forces and everything, like because it's yeah. open open seaters. It's unreal. Like you just watch like uh, watching videos of like I follow a few of them on Instagram, like the races I like. Um, and Nico Hulkenberg Hul- uh, often posts. What did you say? Nico Hulkenberg. He's a German. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. I can imagine how that sounded now. Okay, I said N- yeah. Nico. Sorry. Aussie <laughs> oh, talking at three forty a.m. Um, but he yeah, po- yeah. he posts videos of even they doing like um this again audio medium. I'm doing hand motions just for Shay. But I got you. They they do like heads. They even just to strengthen the necks they're doing like head stretches mm. with, uh, resistance bands and then obviously they're all super fit just for the stamina of being in a sitting in the car going 300 kilometers an hour for two hours yeah. or whatever so unreal sport as far as what they actually have to do to be the, the reflexes to fucking yeah those things as well and you know i just read this book um by rachel kushner called the flamethrowers which like kind of tied in the history of motorcycles with history that i think you would like since you like the speed speed aspect of yeah, yeah. racing uh, it's a really good book but yeah anyway yeah anyway i don't know how we got onto that oh ferraris and uh, zlatan, yeah, that's <laughs> zlatan of course yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyway I, I, yeah we can probably wrap it up there since we've kind of gone tangents but um 
Yeah, a good couple of pods. We um we obviously as we've uh, done the last few weeks, we've recorded two tonight. So there'll be um this one as well as one that was released before with the um NFL and college talk and whatever. Um yeah, but this was uh, I love the jersey chat. And I think we should do it for the I think we should try to plan to do it for the NBA as well. Cause we'll yes. Have, yeah. We'll I'm have, definitely down yeah, for that. Just the NBA is really uh there's some don't know if there'll be much hate ones to be honest. There'll just be a, a whole lot of love. Oh, I hate some of them, but yeah. Okay, well, yeah, we'll have to do that then. We'll, <laughs> just, we'll do the three, three hate, five love thing, I think. Yeah. Again. And I'll, I'll try to limit myself just to one place as a kid, so. Yeah, it'll be hard, because <laughs> they're all great. But yeah, we'll, we'll be, we'll be working NBA content, probably, you know. Over the, uh, working out what we're going to do, but there'll be a couple of preview pods in there, possibly a Jersey, Jersey jerk-off pod, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be nice. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be nice. <laughs> Anyway, um, until next time, build a bonfire, put MLS on top and build a burn the fucking lot. And uh, <laughs> the organization, not the teams. Um, and uh, we'll just stay sports gathering. Uh, tea for the tiller man, beer yeah. for the Dave. Guinness. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>